0: Previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing Karma by Frenzy Kitty Games. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends. It is part theater, part storytelling, and part role playing game. Unlike traditional role playing games, Karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master. In Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. There is also no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. We'll also be playing this game with a bit of a twist, using some elements from Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by Vincent Baker and some of its hacks during play.
1: I want to introduce our play set. Uh, yes. as we went to the effort of writing it. Um, yes, please do, Jade. So this that uh, we've dubbed A World About to Dawn and it's very sort of inspired by uh, the barricades of Les Mis and other sort of pre-revolution like the night before the Big Stand like very sort of arguably it's got a little bit of Blackadder Goes Forth kind of energy, just Something we're on the cusp of something, something that may be earth shattering. So, and we gotta, and if anyone wants to play with this, let us know and we'll share the PDF with you or the Google Drive. Uh, but yeah, revolution is in the air, um, but it's not here yet.
2: Okay, so, um the name the name the character is Gabriel Cohen. My role is the martyr. The description, the only thing I wrote in description was tired, crungly. Uh <laughs> correct. His virtue is generous, but his vice is, is that he is rash. His relationships with Nezemi, it is strained. With Cordelia, it is reluctantly cordial. <laughs> uh, with Vi it is secretive. And with Galador, it is romantic, of course.
1: All right. I am once again playing Nezami Kazel. for fair pronouns or any, but however you like. And fair role is the strategist. In their late 30s, they're on the shorter side with a slim build, has a sharp gaze and fast hands. Long dark hair threaded with silver, and a side shave, and a scalp tattoo of a flowering vine studded with cybernetic implants. One eye is an entire is entirely an inky black. Their virtue is pragmatic. Their vice is selfish. Relationships: Cordelia is strained, and then in brackets, uh, romantic. Uh, with Vi, is shared secrets. With Galador, is respectful and with sabriel is reluctantly cordial and in brackets untrusting
3: i will be playing once more the last time cordelia waits smith the role i picked was the leader I also wrote, or the skeptic if sabriel picks leader so kind of both in the middle of those two <laughs> Uh, A description, tall, rangy, dyed black hair showing roots of red, a trusty leather jacket regained and re-equipped. Her virtue is courageous, her vice is vengeful. Uh, Relationships, Nezemi is strained, parentheses slash romantic. Uh, To Vi is devoted, but doesn't know why. Galador is respectful uh, of, of, of Blade's strength and skill. Uh, if not, Blade's priorities. Uh, and Sabriel is reluctantly cordial slash untrusting.
4: I, I have, like, aforementioned Vi-Dumarsh, no pronouns, Vi, only Vi is Vi. Uh, Vi is, uh, the wild card. Uh, no description. Y- don't, don't try. Um, <laughs> it won't end well for you, Sabriel. Uh, Vi's virtue is game-changing, but Vi's vice is fickle. Uh, relationships, uh, with Nezemi are, uh, the Vi's relationship with Nezemi is shared secrets. Uh, with Cordelia is devoted. Vi knows why Vi is devoted. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, with Galador is reluctantly cordial, and with Sabriel, as proven in the last game, is untrusting
0: i will be uh, playing galador Underwall uses blade self pronouns and blade's role is the muscle blades kind of looks 40s-ish average height but somewhat broad i patch over blade's bright eye messy dark hair uh kind of think oded fair circa the mummy but a little older and a little broader also there's a just like a small thread of white hair at uh, one temple, Blade's virtue is measured and Blade's vice is vengeful. Uh, Galador's relationship with Nezimi is mutually beneficial. Uh, with Cordelia is strained. Uh, with Vi, reluctantly cordial. And with Sabriel, uh, Blade is devoted slash romantic.
2: I reach into my, like, tattered robes and pull out a box and go, well, not exactly the time and place for it, but flip it open, there's a ring inside. It's yours if you'll have it.
0: So I think what happens is Galador looks at the ring and then looks at Sabriel and says, You can't put a ring on a sword. But Blade takes the ring and holds it in Blade's hand and says, but I will try to become the kind of creature that you can put a ring on once this is
2: done. Sabriel just sort of lets out A long sigh and leans his head back against Blade's shoulder and says, I think I could work with that.
0: We now return to your game already in progress.
5: Alright, uh, Sam. Oh, fuck, I have to to frame a scene? Yeah. Alrighty.
2: So our last scene that we had was the proposal. Yes. Um, can I do like a flashback soliloquy of Sabriel finding this, the ring at the pawn shop? Yeah, there's nothing stopping you. Would that be like irrelevant?
3: It's relevant if you think it's relevant, or I mean, it's relevant if you make it relevant.
2: It's not really that relevant. I just couldn't think of I anything.
1: Mean, you can look at like our motifs and stuff like that, like being on this moon. Like, how long ago was this? And it says something about Sabriel's priorities that were in the middle of this resistance and that we're about to make a stand and that. They found some. They happened to be in a pawn shop, or maybe they were astrally projecting or something, and happened to encounter it.
2: Astral projects into the pawn shop to steal a, 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 a ring to propose to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's not how astral projection works, but just more like how you could tie in the idea of finding that to the plots that are currently running.
5: Yeah.
2: I think I do want to do a soliloquy but instead of it being this flashback I think what I want to do is we see Sabriel in sort of an astral form visiting each of the safe houses that he can remember checking up on the revolution in his real body he is still leaning against Galador's shoulder, having completely passed out after exerting all that energy, he is even still using his sleep to check up on all the other corners of the resistance in this, on this moon, trying to just make sure that you know he's visiting everybody. He is looking in on all the little pockets of. People that he can find, making sure that nobody else has been attacked. And I think that he finds mostly people who are just hunkering down. Maybe a couple of them have just received the news that, that the attack has happened. People seem a little uh, worried and a little, a little frantic, but they don't seem to be in any danger. And I think having ascertained this, he begins to go back to his form. Do I get a um, complication on a soliloquy? I don't remember.
0: Yes, and I'm... Cool. If no one else wants to go, I, I will go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So you're headed back to your body... Um, I think on a positive outcome, you get back to your body and you're able to relay the news of the other safe houses uh, to everyone so you can start to regroup. Um, On a negative outcome, I think there's somebody else there with your body.
2: Yep. Yep, that's what I was thinking. That's what I figured was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to take a die to skew this towards a negative outcome because i think that's interesting i got a seven
5: <laughs>
2: so this a seven is still a is a, still a success right
5: yep yep Whew. Wow.
2: i thought it would uh, huh Whew. narrowly avoided uh disaster there <laughs> It would have been interesting, but also it's kind of a relief that it didn't happen. Uh yeah, I make it back to my body okay. And uh I have no idea how badly that could have gone. <laughs> well I
0: I think it would be fun if like you you catch a glimpse of something out of the corner of your quote unquote eye as you make it back to your body, but yeah, there's your body's
2: there, safe and sound. My body is there safe and sound and nobody else is inside of it. Correct. Yeah, no, I think it is interesting if I catch a glimpse of something and when I get back to my body, I flip my eye patch up to take a look at it and it's gone. Whew.
5: All right.
1: All right, all right, all right. I think I want to make this scene with, at least with Galador and Sabriel. Cordelia and Vi welcome as well. But I think I want to have nesmi like waking up after the investigation that took place and going to find sabriel because if i'm remembering rightly what happened nesmi's fully aware that it was lane or something that was done to lane so sabriel makes the most sense to talk to none of the firebrands games necessarily vibe with this completely so i'm just gonna freeform this
5: yeah Hell yeah.
1: Important question before the scene begins. What has Galador done with that ring again? Is it on a chain? It is on a chain
0: around Blade's neck because Blade does not feel comfortable wearing it until after everything is over with. Cool cool. Yep.
2: Duly noted. Is it outside of Blade's clothing or is it like tucked in to the...
0: I think it's it's more fun if it's outside of Blade's clothing. Like
1: Blade doesn't. Oh yeah. Why would they? Uh, why would Blade hide it?
0: Yeah, my internal thought process is it doesn't occur to Blade to hide it. And while you know there's the concept of you know keeping it close to the skin, it's also like keeping it out as a reminder. So
2: mm, I like it, and I think Gabriel likes seeing it. So,
1: okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think um, okay so Nezemi probably looking oh, rough as hell knocks on like the door frame of whatever room uh, these two happen to find themselves in sticks fair head around the door
5: you got a minute yes Come on, come on in. You sure? Fairly sure. Yes. I'm sure.
1: All right. Come in and like perch on an item, uh, item of furniture. Um. So when checking over, um, the ruin of the old safe house, I was able. Well, between Cordelia via myself, um, we figured out what caused the explosion. Uh, good news, it wasn't anyone within the organization. Bad news is that it is someone we know. In the manner of speaking,
2: Galador arches an
5: eyebrow. It Sabriel like raises both eyebrows. It's like. Go on. Lane. Shit.
1: I don't know quite how Empyrean have done it, but it tracks with everything we've heard about their experiments, but it's some, they've made him some kind of nexus of light. Live just an excess in excess of it. It's like an antith- antithesis of what Vi and Nezumi kind of trails off because trying to explain Vi even in abstract kind of gives you a migraine. Um that's yeah. possibly deliberate on Vi's part, who can say? Um, <laughs> all credit to it sounds her. like something Vi would do. I also, but I also like the notion that because of the nature of the variations that Vi has gone through, trying to wrap your head around it is un- is physically uncomfortable. So, and it, it it might be something specific to to what happened to him. But given what happened to him and looks pointedly at sabriel
2: sabriel looks like upset sabriel is like not really paying attention anymore because he's he's just upset like he's
5: paying attention but he's also like off in his head a little bit
1: sabriel hmm.
5: yeah what yes we need you here i'm here are you as as present as I
2: possibly can be, you've you've come bearing fairly bad news.
0: I'm aware. Galador takes one of Sabriel's hands.
5: Oh,
2: Sabriel is like cl- like 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 holding very tightly, a bruising grip on anybody else, but for Galador, probably like nothing.
1: I think I need a complication here, y'all.
5: Mm. there's a there's an easy one
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Do, do you want the easy one or do we want to try for something else
1: I mean by all means put the easy one out into the ether, and we can see how we like it easy does not mean bad
4: put the easy one out into the ether, which is just Galador leans forward and on a negative result the ring swings
2: out mhm that's a complication, all right.
1: Yeah, I'm a dramatic bitch. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. I will, uh, cause I, I I live for drama. I will take a negative die. Hell yeah.
4: You can pick an opportune moment where the yes this happens. Also, like it doesn't mm. happen have to happen right here, but it happens before the end of the scene.
1: Sure, 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 sure. Look, I don't
5: know what this means or anything. I mean, I've got a... Mm. I've got some idea, but All right. it it has to do with some of the... They packed us full of this substance that made us more sensitive to both magic and
2: spirits. I can't even imagine what that could have done to somebody who would be caught in
5: the astral plane the way that he is.
2: Whose body is no longer inhabitable. Having been packed so full of that energy and then being comprised exclusively of it. He sort of trails off
5: and goes back into thinking mode.
1: You need to stop astral
5: projecting. Well, I can't very well. Just decide to.
1: Fine. There's. A- it's a I useful know- skill. <laughs> that could get you separated from your body.
2: But I have this. He holds up the amulet. Does this not anchor me
1: here? <sighs> Yes, but it's not foolproof. Nothing's foolproof.
0: I think at this point, Galador kind of cuts in and is just like, if you know him, do you think perhaps he can be reasoned with on the astral plane?
2: <sighs> Lane was never the... uh reasonable sort but i'm
5: sure it's worth a shot i get <laughs> <laughs> sorry i
1: just oh very good this is great ooh dodged no cuz i still need to do a minus 1 cuz i took a negative oh. die
5: <laughs> oh this is this is very good
2: oh uh, good great
1: yeah there we go and Nazami looks like they're going to press. Uh, they're going to press the point. Like, what did I just fucking say about how you shouldn't intentionally astral project, <laughs> given that they can clearly take a soul that's in the astral plane and do shit to it? And instead, is just looking at this ring hanging around Galador's neck, and is just.
5: Where did I need to go now <laughs> And just uh, turns round <laughs>
1: and goes to leave uh, Alright Unless think, Unless that, you make that, a point to stop fair
2: like I do not I do not make a point to stop them I lean over to Galador and say, Does this mean does this mean that they're conceding my point? I'm a little confused. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: Galador's.
0: Have I won? Have I won? <laughs> Galador's just like I think something else is going on, and ah. I think uh, Blade squeezes Sabriel's hand and gets up to follow Nezumi
5: That makes sense.
2: <laughs> Sweet. Sabriel settles back to just sort of contemplate what he's learned thus far.
1: All right. Um, That feels like scene unless we want to expand on what Galdor and Esme talk about here.
0: I'm fine for waiting for my scene for that. Wicked.
1: All righty. Then, Zach,
3: it's your scene. All right. Well, so the last thing we saw from Cordelia and Vi, if I remember correctly, was the two of them were meeting, and uh, Cordelia pulling Vi into herself, and something happening uh,
4: the curtain was drawn
3: <laughs> yeah, now, I realize in retrospect that might imply some sort of amorous scene <laughs> uh, occurred after that curtain was drawn, which is fine, but was not what I was actually thinking of. <laughs>
5: valid
2: uh
3: i was and maybe this is the same thing was like oh this is like a bond being reforged this is like the whatever weird powers cordelia and vi used to have together are back now yeah that counts yeah
1: yeah i think us not being able to perceive what it was does not necessarily mean of a curtain drawing nature it was more just there were shadows involved we do not see it it fades to black in the Mm -hmm. esoteric shadowy way that things so often do around vine yes the implication
4: being there is still very good even if that's not actually mm. what happens that's true as well it's about connotations
1: yeah Yeah, like the fact that to an outside observer it might read that way is interesting and adds like a Sure. uh, Yeah. Words are hard.
5: Words? They are. Well, in that case,
3: I think it's time for Cordelia Vy team-up. We got to... There's shit going down in this city, and people are having interpersonal conflicts, and Cordelia's (laughs) left to do the important thing, which is not (laughs) do that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, uh, a hyperbole, but... Uh yeah, Cordelia wants Vi to to come with her and and deal with an issue that has been plaguing us. What that issue is, I'm like what this what this like sudden Cordelia is like. All right, sweet, let's fucking go. You know, pedal to the metal. Let's let's do a mission together. Uh, what that is, uh, I'm open to discussion on.
0: May I suggest, because of who I am as a person, that you do mm-hmm. a
3: chase. Well, the chase. A chase is, this. Is, the problem with a chase is, like, one of us would have to be the prey and one of us would have to be the, the hunter. When it's more us, I, which I don't think is what's happening, because, like, why would either of us be hunting the other?
5: No,
0: no, no. I, I, I was meaning more, like, using it as a framework for both of you to be going after an NPC of some mm. sort.
3: I was also looking at the Great Hunt from Ocean Tides. Uh, though I guess that's that's like everyone plays rather than like a couple people jumping in.
4: Well,
0: it's it's not necessarily everyone plays as in, everyone has to be a part of the hunt. It's everyone plays as in, everyone participates in like providing details and things like that. So it could be the two of you on the great hunt and then the other the rest of us provide like suggestions for the god why can't i think of the word challenges mm. and details. the hazards yes.
3: Yeah. As, as it says in the what do you think mac this is a game we're playing together
4: hold on a second i have to look at the games i think that probably great hunt is gonna be, be- better for us than a chase but i like Vi, I'm kind of just along for the ride. <laughs>
5: mm.
4: You've got the plan. Vi's just the muscle.
5: Well, let's set up then. Yes. Alright, what are we going after? Good question. Uh.
3: Hmm.
4: Do you want to try to go after Lane?
3: Probably not yet. Uh, I feel like, because I, I don't want to be the one who solves that problem all by then, which maybe it wouldn't solve it to just to do this part. Just, you know,
1: is Nightingale still on the board or has she been taken out?
3: That was, uh, the, yeah, that was what I was going to get. I was getting to is that the game started with her in Cordelia's sights, but that might not have been a chronological beginning point. That might have been now.
5: Dope. Mm hmm.
3: Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, could be that Wilma and the Light Nightingale is someone who has control or influence, or at least knowledge about the mechanism through which Lane Redwood was transformed.
0: Yeah, that would make sense given uh, given her involvement with uh, what happened to him in general. So, yeah. So
5: it's
1: not a matter of taking her out anymore as a revenge thing. It's a now we need to speak to her.
5: Sure. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, then there is that. Uh, Other players may ask questions, but at any time. The other players take turns choosing a series of at least four, but no more than six hazards. They also make up their own hazards, May be repurposed no more than once. There are coins to determine the outcome of the hazards. The number of coins that you gain determines the outcome of the hunt. So we get that, that shot of, uh, Cordelia on a scaffolding, uh, like a window washing platform on a big building with a rifle scope, uh, looking and catching a glimpse of, uh, of Wilhelmina Nightingale. And she says, well, we've got to move. It's now or never. We don't know where she's going to be after this, but we know where she is now.
5: Mm. Alright. What's our first... What's our first hazard? It's a very big stretch for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> big stretch.
4: Big stretch. I believe the so, rest
3: of them have to toss yeah,
4: it out. I, that's That's why I'm saying I'm opening the table to the other players.
1: Yes,
2: I'm scrolling down to the game as well. Even though the hazards are...
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, you got Go on, Sam.
2: Oh, shit. Okay.
1: Um...
2: Do you have I... one, Jade?
1: Do you have one? Uh, I was just going to say, um, I'm looking at your quarry is said to roost near. And I like the idea that you, like you've through like whatever means, you've got a position of where uh, her next position is going to be. Um, and you've got eyes now. So on a heads, the path to um, basically on a heads, you're going to be able to get ahead to meet them um, or even like get the drop on them. On a tails, um, you're going to have to figure out another way because you're not going to be able to do a,
3: a close tail.
4: Right. Do you want to throw for this one or should I, Zach? I
3: can. Sorry, can you remind me what it was? Which one it was? It was
4: your quarry is said to roost near somewhere.
3: The oh, the path of okay, so this is this is where we can where we can yeah. try to get like get an open up a yeah. I'll I'll roll for that. I'll throw I'll throw uh, for that rather.
1: Right one for heads, two for tails. Uh,
3: all right, two tails. It is too treacherous even to risk.
1: So maybe she's like too heavily guarded or it's just going to be to it's no way to like follow safely without being mm-hmm. spotted
3: yeah so okay well then we're going to need to uh, what set up an ambush or or cut her off we need we need to somehow distance her from her security detail
4: cutting off at the pass seems
5: probably the best way to handle it if tailing is impossible that would be the way that i would do it Mm. i've got an idea Mm. all right so um
0: instead of a freak weather pattern causing issues maybe it's some sort of pop-up bazaar uh is causing a lot of like traffic issues and so mm-hmm. on uh, heads, you can use that to your advantage and uh, use the cover of the people to get closer to her, but on tails, the presence of the large crowds kind of forces the guards to close ranks, and so it makes her more difficult to get close to.
5: uh uh-huh. Okay.
3: Well, uh, Vi, you're the shadowy one.
4: Yeah, I was going to say... Not D3, please. (laughs) Nope, that's still a Tails.
3: Rough. Uh, Okay, so how does that work?
4: (sighs) The thing that I'm thinking happens with Vi is that with the guards closing ranks, Vi can keep track of Nightingale, or Vi can keep track of Cordelia, and Vi cannot keep track of both.
3: Hmm. Um, Vi chooses to keep track of Cordelia?
4: Yeah, because... <sighs> Vi could probably subdue Nightingale. But two reasons. One, it doesn't make for a good story. And two, if Vi subdues Nightingale but doesn't have Cordelia there, then there's still the issue of finding Cordelia, risking losing Nightingale. Like, it just makes it all much more complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not the smartest plan, Right. So, and mm-hmm. then it just doesn't make a, good, a very good story, so metatextually, if I take sure. a step back as the storyteller, uh-huh. like, obviously we're playing this as a game, I can't just do sex machina my way out of it.
3: Sure. <laughs> Boy, well, okay, well, let's see if we can manage to not get ambushed and dest- nearly destroyed by our quarry. <laughs> Which is what happens if we have... Less than two coins, and we have gone, gained no coins with two hazards left. So Vi and Cordelia are like moving through this, this, uh, thick, you know, heavily populated, bizarre area. And well, Nightingale is just, is just staying persistently, infuriatingly one or two steps ahead of us the entire time as we, and as we break th- from this throng. Uh, another Hazard presents itself.
0: Sam or Jade, do y'all have another idea? Um, mm.
3: I
2: mean, I was thinking about a
3: freak weather pattern. We haven't done much with weather in this game, so it could be a good, neat way to show off uh, the climate of, of this place that this has all been taking place in.
2: That's true. I think that a freak solar storm is causing power oh. fluctuations throughout the city. Ooh. Making it difficult for you to see where you're going. Mm. On heads, you weather it without being thrown off course. On tails, it takes some time to figure out where you are because you can't see anything.
3: And it's not that we can't see anything because it's like dark or murky. I think we can't see anything because it's so bright. It's like suddenly viciously bright. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Yes, because the because it's messing with the power of, of like the lighting and stuff, but it's not it's not like knocking it out. It's supercharging it.
2: Yeah, I like that.
0: And also, like you know, we've established Cordelia has some like visualization instruments, but those might be being interfered with, but with electromagnetic waves from the solar storm too. So you have to have mm-hmm. eyes, like physical eyes,
3: yeah. on her. Yeah. Yeah my like HUD is 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 wriggling and wobbling and glitching out. Okay. Well, uh Cordelia starts just fiddling with her with her um headset trying to fix the the issue. And yet, a two is rolled.
5: Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah, so
0: that sounds, you know, obviously um, she moves. Cordelia,
3: yeah, Cordelia is like like fiddling with her like goggles and it is just full on full on break, and she just pulls it off and then like, starts looking around like wildly for Nightingale. Do
1: we need another hazard?
3: Uh, well, because it starts with it's, it's, it's at least four,
1: yeah, mm. uh,
3: hazards. So we've got one left.
4: We can do more.
3: Mm-hmm. We can do more. We just can't do more than six.
1: Yeah. Alright. Um You are not the only hunter. Uh there is competition uh for this hunt. And what that is, is Lane is entering the field because this what you thought was a solar storm is actually a Pyre White movie. I was around. gonna
4: say, I was like, Are we <laughs> are we sure yeah, it's I not g- just Lane?
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you, boo. I got you. Um, and so now it becomes. I said, let's say on a head, you're You're able to avoid catching this other hunter's attention, and uh, stick to your quarry. On a tails, you are gonna have to shake this hunter's attention before you can continue.
4: Yeah, that makes right. sense for, for Vi to be dealing with that. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Come on, please give me something good.
5: What Oof. the fuck? Oof. Oof. Jesus! Yeah. Wow, Bucky is, is mad at us today. Can someone else roll 1d2? <laughs>
3: All right, that's one, one, two, one, two, two, one, one, two, one.
4: That's four twos in a row for the listening that- audience. Well, there's a one. Okay, so it can roll a one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting a command in incorrectly or something. We just have shit luck.
0: Yeah,
3: Tatsu, you, you, you. Tatsu
4: just fucking hates
2: you. Tatsu just said
4: fuck you. Bad enough I had fucking COVID. You can't roll a fucking heads on a coin.
3: Tatsu found out that I, I, I exclusively use roll 20 and is insulted.
5: <laughs>
3: roll 20 wouldn't do me like that, Tatsu.
5: <laughs> well,
4: don't make it worse. <laughs> don't
3: I, insult I will. her. I will. I will make it worse on purpose. <laughs> anyway, well, that sucks. Well, no, I mean, you know, not to complain, but that is that is a string of bad luck. Uh, and it means that uh, that the uh, shit has changed in this situation that we're in. Uh, th- this might be seen as we might need to just transition into a, a game of survival or something. I don't know. What do you think?
4: I kind of want to just bail out, like without turning it into a game. I think we can. I think we can do that without. Like, cause like obviously it's my scene next, but I think we can skip ahead, do the bailout. If we were if we were earlier in the game, I would be like, we can do a survival game and run the risk of one of us getting caught. But I'm like, mm, we're so late. Like we've got one round after this, and I'm like, mm, I don't want to completely sidetrack.
3: Well, I mean, that's why I think like of just a full on fight with Lane Redwood uh, in this like almost like climactic like part of the of the story you know we're we're trying to you know if you if you think that that would be a sidetrack i think that's an escalation into the into the climax
4: oh no i mean it's an escalation it 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 i just worry that that it would become i'm trying to figure out how to phrase what i'm thinking so give me a second sure We also technically
0: need a complication, although honestly, I think Tatsu provided the complication. Mm. Tatsu
4: (laughs) provided the complication. We're good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, what
1: if the complication specifically is positive outcome, you can bail and do the fight on your terms? Mm. Mm -hmm. Negative is that it's gonna, the escalation is happening now. Sure. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah we'll leave it we'll leave it up to the dice it's my roll, right because it's my yes. scene
1: it is yeah what's
4: your karma track at
3: it's at that whatever it is in the thing that i don't know okay, it's it standard
4: i think wait no three plus two minus is standard isn't it yes wait yeah yeah so it's minus one your track
3: okay so what is this what do i roll
0: If you You just want to leave it up to chance, you roll 2d6. If you want to influence it, you can influence it positively or negatively.
4: No, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I've forgotten the rules of karma. Please
1: ignore.
3: So I roll, and and if I influence it negatively, that boosts my track up in the future, (laughs) Yeah, it'll
1: give you more positive dice later, yeah.
3: Uh then I will, I will, I will give up, go one a uh, pip, tick up on my, on my, on my, my uh, little thing, to make up for the, the one that I did earlier, which means I'm gonna roll two d six and then roll one d six and then the two d the one d six is subtracted from the two d six.
1: Yes. Yeah. If if you want the okay. negative outcome. Ooh. <laughs>
5: well, that's a twelve.
1: Damn. Damn. You can- oh, that's
5: a one. Still- Still a positive outcome.
3: For total of eleven. Jesus
5: Christ. Okay.
4: (laughs) Okay. We can we can roll good here.
3: Okay. So here's here so here's how this all this all like kind of flowed together. Uh, we started with we were trying to track Nightingale, and we're like, oh shit, she's got so many guards. We need to like lure her somewhere to get away from these guards, and we you know surge forward. And, uh, she gets caught up in this bazaar. We're following her through the bazaar, trying to get close to her, but it's so, it's like every, every the world itself is fighting us. And it, it continues as like, uh, lights begin to go on the fritz, electricity begins to like, like surge through everything. And someone's like, oh, it must be a solar flare. how's unusual for this time of year. And Cordelia's like, you know, pulls off her goggles, is looking around. Vi like, I don't think that's a solar flare. And there's this <laughs> in like human sized sun, uh, standing on like a like a rooftop nearby. Uh, it's like Vi is hard to look at because you can't focus. Lane is hard to look at because it hurts. Lane is as bright as the sun is a figure cut out of the world and like filled with with dazzling light. But we roll really good. <laughs> how does and how does that manifest? Cuz by default in the great hunt if you <laughs> have 0 coins, your quarry ambushes you and nearly destroys you. But we rolled a really good on our on our complication roll. So how do those two things uh reckon with one another?
0: I think such so we don't like wipe out the result of the complication roll. I think that you do find yourselves in a position where you could get um you you could get nearly destroyed by lane, but because you Rolled well on the complication roll. This isn't like a two pronged attack. You're not having to deal with Lane and Nightingale. You're just having to deal with Lane. Instead of uh, you know, like your query gets away, but you're still facing some consequences from that.
3: Yeah, I think I think we look and see um across the way a car, like an armored car, pulls up, and Willow Nightingale, not Willow Nightingale, Willamina Nightingale uh um, imagine if willow nightingale was playing our villain um Wilhelmina nightingale incredible gets into it and kind of like throws like a look gives cordelia a like kind of knowing smug look as we hear the whine of this of like the air about to erupt into flame as like a beam of of light and fire shoots from lane redwood's hand like like a fucking like lightning strike or, or 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 just the burning light of god and everyone starts screaming and there's like this this you know explosions cordelia cordelia like you know leaps out of the way uh grabs a like a trash can lid to like and like gets thrown across the room from the from across the the street from the force of the blast uh and she just starts fucking popping off uh but Vi, I mean, because you're going, it's your scene next, so let's tell tell us what this transition is um, from this to whatever you're having.
4: So the thing is, is that I was considering skipping ahead.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And dealing with the aftermath. Okay. I don't know what the aftermath is now, though. <laughs> also, I was busy looking up a picture for the little nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> just just so that the non-wrestling fans can see The immediate disparity.
3: Oh, she's pretty.
4: She's so cute. I love her.
3: She is adorable and powerful.
4: She is very powerful. Um. All right. Should we all just come together?
1: Love that.
3: Uh, like come to like in in what sense?
1: Can we all can can we just group scene
4: group scene in the aftermath of this? all five of us get together and actually have a conversation.
3: Sure. Well so okay so we escape from Lane's attack or maybe maybe Lane just nearly kills us but leaves after Nightingale like escapes.
4: Yes. We're not the targets.
3: And now we've got we've got this like burned out, blackened, half destroyed bizarre uh you know people like just started running lane was not particularly uh concerned about critical uh collateral damage but also was not actively going for it but it's still you know like people are like holy shit did you see the fucking the the angel that tried to kill everyone <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah yep
1: yep oh empyrean are gonna hate that very good of course yeah
4: i was gonna i was gonna vi is gonna say well that's gonna do wonders for their image
1: Oh, yeah, because their whole thing is, to be fair, that people need protecting from magic. So actually, they're going to love that shit. Just they're going to start spinning no. that their way. Yeah,
3: no one knows that it's, them, that it's their, mm-hmm. their, their creation.
1: I hate I hate the bad guys that we are entirely responsible they, <laughs> for. They suck. <laughs> Why did we do this? I can't believe we've done this.
4: So, well, we should
5: all talk. So yes. let's all talk. All right.
1: Get the gang together. Hmm.
2: <laughs> I think, so Are if, if all of us are coming together in this burned out bazaar to, like, look around, is that what's happening here? Or are we, are we reconvening elsewhere?
4: I figured we were going to reconvene elsewhere, because why the fuck would y'all know to, that we're out here?
2: <laughs> mm. That's fair. Yeah, that makes more sense. Where are we reconvening? Back at the new safe house? So,
4: back at our secondary location. You ain't taking me to no secondary location! Sorry, mm. sorry.
2: <laughs> okay. This isn't my scene. Mac, <laughs> From the
4: scene. I'm- yeah, okay, so... <laughs> hmm. How funny is it if, like, two hours after- nezemi has left the ro- like like it's maybe been an hour or two after nezemi has left the room
5: mm-hmm.
4: vi comes back in with cordelia and nezemi <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what galador wasn't able to find for it's just yeah like... <laughs> that doesn't
5: yeah. me. yeah
2: that is fine, yeah. But
1: nesmi has been scooped off, just like, no, we're having a group conversation. No, you don't get to sit this out. No, I don't <laughs> need to hear why you want to. No, you
4: don't get to sit this out. We, we, you know, there's a, there are a lot of moving pieces here, and if this is going to, like, Vi is like, okay, there are...
3: I got exploded today.
4: <laughs> you look fine.
3: I got exploded at, sorry.
4: There are a lot of moving parts here. And if you have any chance of succeeding, then we need to talk to each other. (coughs) I cannot believe I am the one saying that. (laughs) And this is basically just information, sharing. That's the the whole point of this. Is Vi is like, I can't believe I'm the person who's saying that we need to share information. So Vi relays everything that we found out trying to get.
5: Nightingale, and the incident with Lane, the pyreway. Hmm. Sabriel looks troubled.
0: Well, it seems like the possibility of uh, getting Lane on our side is off the table at this point.
2: Yes, the, um... It wasn't ever really a strong possibility to begin with, but... Yeah, it's definitely not a strong possibility any longer.
3: (sighs) Yeah, a reconciliation feels a little uh, shaky after uh, all those lasers. Uh, Yeah.
1: Am I the only person who it occurs to that maybe Lane isn't in complete control of what he's doing?
4: Mm, That is a fair point. No, you're not.
1: Alright. But
4: reconciliation may still not be possible.
5: I don't disagree. Especially if he's not in complete control.
1: Yeah, but ascribing intent when there isn't, when we don't know for sure that there is intent, is dangerous.
2: Hmm. Fair point.
1: Meanwhile... Mm.
3: Someone's intent is to destroy us. And if Lane is, whether it's Lane himself or somebody acting through him, intent is clear. If Lane's if Lane's being mind controlled, and we can get him out, fine, good, fantastic. But I mean, one way or another, it's the thing he is now that is trying to kill us, and has nearly succeeded twice. Hmm. If we can get Lane out, if we can like you know, uh, if we can magic Lane's spirit back into a more whole state and and bring and and bring our friend back, I'm all for that. But I don't want to, I don't want a desire for Lane's safety to jeopardize our own. Is all I'm saying.
0: You're
2: absolutely correct. I can agree to that at least if if galador is if galador is agreeing and it's like all right well okay i'll
0: concede if the if the living weapon is conceding about like the concerns about
5: other people being used as weapons yeah <sighs> so where do we go next what do we do with a sort of gesture to the
2: hypothetical you know spread of information in front of us
0: is it too risky to go after Nightingale again? I don't feel like we were that far off in uh, your assumption that she might be a good target.
3: I don't know. She seems to be fully in control the entire time we were trying to get her get our hands on her.
2: So really, we just need somebody to interface against Lane while you go after her. She probably
4: wouldn't expect us to try to go after her again in the same night.
3: Yeah, because that would be ridiculous.
2: And foolhardy, but hey, what are we if not foolhardy? Stole the ah, words yeah. right out
4: of my mouth, Gabriel.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
3: So is this the plan? We <laughs> We try to kidnap a woman twice in one night?
5: After she has
3: expressed, after she has demonstrated the willingness and capability to incinerate us where we stand?
2: (laughs) Seems like it. Um, Can I, can I sort of, oh God, is this the same? Who
4: is a complication, by the way?
2: Complication, by the way, yes. Um, I was also going to ask, is this the same day as the original explosion?
3: None. I can't imagine. No. I don't
4: think so. No. I think okay. we did a I think we did a minor time skip. If we didn't do perfect. a minor time skip, we're saying we did one now. Retroactively,
2: let's say it was a little time skip. Okay, perfect. Because that means that Sabriel's magic has been sort of uh recouped and he, he could perhaps use some of his newfound healing magic on his good friends to make it a little easier for us to do this thing in one night. Because in our previous episode, we showed that Sabriel has been trying to learn healing as a way of pushing back against his own sort of living weapon-ness.
3: The spirits, they did it all in one night.
5: <laughs> uh, so, you.
2: hey, let's say that the complication <laughs> is thus. Um, Sabriel is either able to use some healing magic on probably specifically Uh, Cordelia and uh, the
1: the complication really should be for Vi, as it's Vi's Um, scene and Vi's Vi's karma pool that's at stake.
2: Yes it is Mm -hmm. that is correct. Let's go back to that then I forgot about whose scene it was. My bad
1: No, you're alright
4: It's hard when it's a group scene
2: It's true. And the person
4: who's seen it is doesn't say very much
2: during it Does anybody else have a complication then?
1: I? I mean, this plan sounds like a fucking complication, to be honest. Shit, shit,
5: shit.
2: That is so true. <laughs> well, in any case, Sabriel does heal people then, because
1: it's not his complication. So, to be clear, and this is both in character and out of character, the plan is to, regardless of the s- specifics, try and get hold of Nightingale to what
3: end? Yeah. I mean, well it's the most optimistic is to stop her. But I don't know how feasible the how close the, the relationship between getting her and stopping all of this is.
1: Right. Nightingale's just one piece of this. You lot all seem to enjoy chess metaphors so much. One piece off the board does not win the game.
5: Does if it's the yeah, king. It's
1: the... And you think Nightingale's
5: the king? <sighs> I don't know. There's... I wonder... If people like Empyrean even play with a king anymore. Hmm. Somebody has to hold the codes. Does somebody? Or can many people hold parts of the code? I guess the question is, how
1: arrogant are the people at the top? They're at the top, of course, they're arrogant.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's really a question. Of course they're arrogant. That, I mean, I can tell you from being held at the bottom that the people at the top have the utmost arrogance.
3: But there's a difference between only I can do this and only we can do this. Hmm.
5: Well, <sighs> Perhaps
0: if we have her, we can see if she sings like a nightingale. Nothing else. She
5: might have some good information. All right. Back to kidnap. <laughs> <sighs> well, you don't need me for that.
1: <laughs> can I leave now and look at Vi? Look in the direction of Vi.
3: You had a place to go?
2: You have somewhere else to be.
5: That's what I just said. Vi is kind of like, Vi kind of like looks at Nezumi. Not that Nezumi can tell. Mm Hmm. (sighs) Yes. Fine.
1: And I'll turn to look back before I go. Just like, I don't understand what it is you need from me right now. When you have something for me to do, I'll do it.
3: Aren't you the
5: smartest
1: person in the world? If I was, people would listen to me, wouldn't they? And I do walk out then. (laughs) Oof.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: That's fair. We are not listening to Nezumi right now.
4: (laughs) Vi, Vi did notice that Nezumi was kind of bad, doing bad. And was kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to force this issue. <laughs> if the others want to be stupid about it, they can. But I don't need to.
5: Dude, stupid
2: is our all of our collective middle names. So,
4: bitch, fuck you. Excuse you. Hi.
1: <laughs> you over there with the himbo contingent? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Does um... Cornelia
4: count.
3: No.
1: I'm distracted by the pretty with Cordelia, is the thing. <sighs> so, Cordelia is not a himbo. This has been established. Cordelia um,
2: is the smartest one here. Mm, no, now,
1: still is. Well, now, yeah, yeah now, 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 that, now
2: that Nesby's left, <laughs> Cordelia's the smartest person
1: in the room.
0: Yeah, the unfortunate thing is you, you're sitting with a hammer, so all of the
1: problems look yeah. like nails to Galador, so. Yeah. I guess okay, let's say we need a complication for Mac to roll for. Um is this Vi throwing their weight like the complication is the group is divided right now. Like it's at odds with itself. I suppose the positive outcome is Vi is able to help mediate, I guess, or bring things together or create a means to bring Nezumi back in, I guess. And negative outcome is that this splintering or this, I suppose, lack of focus is going to be how things are going to run for a little bit.
4: Uh, Vi has never mediated a damn thing in Vi's life. I know. (laughs) So, what am I at right now? Yeah, push me up, coach. We're gonna do gonna take a negative here. Okay. <laughs> mostly because I think that this is the worst possible it's it's a great complication. Mm. It's funnier if Vi somehow manages to succeed despite all the odds, and I am stacking the odds.
1: Mm-hmm. See if you can pull what Zach did. No. no, you have not. <laughs> you have done the opposite.
0: Well, we don't know yet. You still have to roll your negative.
1: Um, that's-, <laughs> that's not how numbers work. All- yes, yes. yes, it is. Because if you roll a zero, you have to re-roll. You're so right. I take but, it back. You're quite correct. But uh, I rolled a
4: three. Yeah. No. And this is... Th- listen. This is expected outcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? This is like... Vi is sitting there going... Like... And I think the thing that Vi is going to do is Vi is going to be like, great, you three figure out what you're going to do, I'm going to go talk to Nezumi. (laughs) Or at least, see if I can. Like, Vi doesn't say that second bit, but Vi is like, you three figure out the plan stuff, loop me in where you need me, I will be back, and Vi is going to go talk to Nezumi. Awesome. Because Vi, unfortunately, has feelings.
2: Aww.
4: For some reason, I don't think Vi is particularly happy about it, but because Vi has feelings, Vi is like, well, I need to go make sure that this person that I care about, through gritted teeth, is okay.
2: (laughs) I gotta go make sure this person
5: I care about is
2: okay. I love it. I love you. This this, this rules. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright. And to be clear, like we can off screen have you guys successfully capture Nightingale because that's not the key plot here. I I like yeah, that. I the... like the
2: idea that like August's scene is like we're interrogating Nightingale now.
3: <laughs> sure,
2: unless August has a different idea, which means that it's August. It's August's scene. So
4: yes. Anyway, that's my scene. So we can. We can move on with our lives.
2: However.
5: Yeah. Hmm.
4: yeah, it's totally cool if the plan works. The point is is that the group is divided.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I do want to have a sense of, you know, so so was it who all went to successfully kidnap Nightingale? So obviously Galador was on board. Cordelia Sabrina's ready
2: to fucking fight.
0: Yeah, Sabriel was on board. Cordelia, were you coming with us? Or
3: sure, I'll, I'll grab, I'll grab people all
5: day.
0: <laughs> um, so I think, I think we've got her. I think we're we're at a a tertiary location at this point. We're not gonna drag her all the way back to where our current base is, especially if we've got the threat of uh, Lane. Potentially looming still.
2: Gabriel sort of assigned himself the task of keeping an eye out for Lane. What do we think?
0: Here's here's the the question I have. A does Nightingale recognize Cordelia?
1: I mean, she's got her.
5: Yeah,
3: Cordelia's there, right? Yeah.
1: Because there was a time where Wilhelmina was Cordelia's boss.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I knew I knew she was Cordelia's boss. I didn't know if they had like a deeper uh connection or anything like
3: that. Let me mentor would be the correct.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure if it was mentor or not. So, it's it's been a bit since I listened to those episodes. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to play out an interrogation scene. Um I I'm more interested in abstracting it like you know what's how does Nightingale respond to this like I don't know if it's more interesting for her to be uh to be the kind of person who's like a hard nut to crack or if it's more interesting if she's like oh yeah sure I'll give you information and you know be really obsequious
3: well Does somebody outside of the scene want to take control of her? She's never been on camera before. I got you.
1: I got it. I'm here. I'm (laughs) prepped. I'm good to go. Also, me and Mac are the ones not in the scene, and I know Mac is here as much as they're able, but also...
4: As much as I am able to be.
1: (laughs) So...
0: Galador is definitely the type of person to inflict bodily injury in pursuit of getting information out of uh out of someone. But mm-hmm. again, I'm not interested in describing that. Just know mm-hmm. that the threat is there.
1: Mm. Um. Hey, August. Yes. The program the Galador comes came from. Does it have a name?
0: I'm sure it does, but I don't know it off the top of my head. It's never come up. Mm -hmm. Um, Project Daedalus. Okay. No, no, Project Damocles. It's Damocles that has the sword. Damocles. Project Damocles. Love it.
1: There we go. Love Love that for you. Um, All right. So I think this is after maybe a little bit like there's these threats going on like it's been made very clear and i think Wilhelmina, who's like i think she's like late middle-aged right like 50s graying hair or gray hair at this point but still pretty damn put together just casts a cursory look over blade with this with all of the vibe blade is putting out and just off and says at Damocles, then, and we'll look at Sabriel and we'll drop the name. What was the name of the orphanage again, Sam? Uh, St. Josephine's, Our Lady, Our Joseph- Lady of something. Hold on, I had to, <laughs> to open up an old file. Okay, old... It, does, it doesn't matter too much, but we'll also drop that program's name looking <sighs> square at you.
2: I have a lot less control over myself, so I'm gonna do some like, mm-hmm. like fire coming out of my hands, shit, like fiddling with magic type crap. Like,
5: mm-hmm.
2: can I help you?
3: Good, come on. She knows the name of the pla- of the places where the the enemies of her organization come from. This th- don't get rattled. This is
5: classic.
2: Sabriel just sort of throws his hands in the air and, like, walks to the corner of the room and sits down and is is unhappy, glaring at this woman. This man was not made for interrogations.
3: (laughs) This is bare minimum (laughs) research.
1: Perhaps. And I think Wilhelmina starts rattling off more than just basic information. like birth names and dates of birth and all of this jazz like because empyrean's whole thing has been like making sure they have all the information right and
2: all the records and yeah
1: yeah Mm. and i just really like the notion that this is the culmination of that and given the way we've painted the resurrection as being right now as like very much backed into a corner. It does feel kind of apt that this would be like they would be known
5: mhm hundred mm-hmm. yeah,
3: even if if Cordelia's like well that is that is actually kind of a lot. she's still going to be like do the like like the blah blah blah, <laughs> blah hand motion with her fan with her hand
1: mhm-, and you're a bit old to be doing that kind of behavior, Cordelia.
3: Aren't you a bit old to be throwing people's history in their face?
1: Touche. How on earth did you find yourself caught up in all of this, hmm?
5: Wish I could tell you. Well, that's a pity. But however it happened, it's the state of affairs, and you are our lucky ticket winner for the day. Because you're the one. All that knowledge you got, we're going to need some of it. Hmm. Why would I give you that? And you've already... Why? Hmm. hmm.
3: Why? Galadur, why would (laughs) she give us information?
0: (laughs) Well, it's certainly not out of the goodness of your heart. So let me appeal to your more practical nature, and I think Galador was not particularly shaken by any of the information that she spouted. But I think Blade starts talking about like what various tendons do, what various bones mm-hmm. do. You know the the nature of flexion in particular joints. Um, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Just, just very conversational.
1: Well, someone's been reading up on their Grey's Anatomy.
0: (sighs) You seem to be well-equipped with knowledge about Project Damocles. You should understand what Project Damocles'
5: education entails. I do.
1: I'm just one cog in a very large machine but if you think that i have information that you could be could be useful for your little rebellion
5: ask away for all the good it'll do you call it and looks directly at cordelia just like
1: nostalgia
0: I can't complicate my own scene, but I feel like this is where a complication should happen.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, like complication. She gives us the information, or she doesn't. But I don't know if that's.
3: I mean, do we want? Well, here's the question: Do we? What's the What's the narrative use of not getting information? Fair.
1: I was gonna say, I think she is. Quietly, like okay, I I think you're gonna lose. Sure, I'll tell you what you want. It's not gonna make any difference.
3: I think. I think one thing that could uh, a complication that we could uh, like a you know to a path we could diverge is whether or not she is whether or not upon giving us the information that we ask for, she is immediately broken out because of some larger plot that she was already enacting, or Ooh. she doesn't.
2: I also, I have a perhaps different direction for a complication, and it is maybe more specifically to Galador's uh, sort of mindset here, is like, Galador is a- is able to extract this information without becoming reduced to a living weapon the way that Blade otherwise would be. I don't know.
3: So you gotta get nasty?
2: Exactly. Whether or not Galador has to get nasty. <laughs>
0: I don't That's know, like, I like the concept of that complication, but also, like, I think it's more interesting if we don't have to to re- result to that to get the information. I think it's more interesting if she's just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever.
2: That's totally fair. Like, that works too.
1: I, I think Zach's suggestion of, does she get then rescued or whatever, and it is clear that this is part of something bigger, or... She sticks around as a resource because Empyrean is done with her. Mm.
2: I like that. That's actually good... I like that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Teamwork.
0: I want the positive outcome, so I'm going to
5: boop my karma pool and roll 3d6. 12. So
0: she gives us the information, but empyrean's done with her and she's she's like expecting extraction that never comes oof
5: rough sucks the suck that's
3: what happens when you back the wrong horse
1: yep
5: my turn again
1: yep right guys this is our final round of scenes before the finale Mm
5: -hmm.
2: mm-hmm I really want to try talking to lane I think it's a terrible idea and i'm gonna gonna like up front be like i'm gonna take the whatever is the like take a negative dice on this because i know it's not gonna go well but i would like to interface with lane um well i mean it it seems like Mm -hmm. go on zach
3: i was just gonna say i could be lane yeah you could be lane again because you've been lane
2: before
1: and also, I think it makes sense. With all of the stuff we've been seeding, it absolutely makes sense because things have got to go wrong, right? Like, we've set up all this. There's all this stuff just waiting to fall over. That's what yeah. it's there for. And
2: and Do Gabriel it. is famously not known for making good decisions. Um. <laughs> no, I love this for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh yeah, so I think Sabriel is going to, following this extremely like, shake like like being a little shaken from this extremely difficult like I'm gonna throw all the information that I have about you in your face is gonna retreat to a back room, you know, uh, g- give Galador a little hug and be like I'll be back later. I just need to rest a little, and he's gonna go and lay down in astral project and try to find Lane. You dumb
1: fuck.
3: All right, is guy. there a game? Is there a game you want to do with this? That's a or great do we question. Want...
2: That's a great question. I hadn't thought that far ahead. Um,
3: <laughs> there's a there's a verbal confrontation. I, we can Ooh. do a verbal confrontation, or or, or an animated disagreement. Well, an animated disagreement is everyone. Oh yeah. Um. um or well, no? That's everyone plays, but you have a chosen partner. Got it
1: being sword to sword i like a verbal confrontation this sort of makes a good vibe from uh, one particular harbor mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. i like there the
2: vibe we go verbal confrontation here we go others may join only if it makes sense for them to be there decide together in the confrontation all right so how does this go i am astrally projecting mm-hmm. where do i find lane
3: Oh huh, huh. Uh, okay. Well so 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 what do you notice about each other? What have you heard? I mean where do you wanna I mean in the astral see the astral space is the answer. Yeah. Um but like what does that mean? I actually have a question.
2: You're... Um mm-hmm. so Lane appears in the physical space as this like brighter than the sun figure is Is Lane able to move through the astral plane without appearing this way in the physical plane?
3: Probably not.
2: Awesome. Oof, poor guy. Um,
3: It is what it is.
2: It is what it is. What does Lane look like on the astral plane?
3: I mean, the same. The same? Okay.
2: I wasn't sure if Lane is, like, normal on the astral plane, but, like, fucked up on the material plane.
3: No. No. Uh, no is that isn't that what we just said
2: is that wait no i was asking about like fully withdrawing from the material plane and appearing as this sort of sun on the astral plane to move uh, unimpeded through space or whatever
3: oh yeah
4: if we consider lane as the Pyroite to be similar to Vi, mm-hmm. then wouldn't it make sense that Lane on the astral plane would be... More visible, but... You know, remember last time how when Sabriel caught a glimpse of Vi on the astral plane, Sabriel was able to kind of see Vi, but it was more sort of experiencing... Not not exactly emotion, but it was more sensation yeah. than anything else. If... The pyro-white is similar to Vibe, but obviously not exactly because they're the, the direct antithesis of it. Wouldn't it make sense for
2: it to be very, to
4: be a similar sort of experience? Yeah,
2: yeah, that makes sense to me.
4: It can be more visual this time if you want it to. Yeah. But being able to more clearly see an outline despite Every. this time. Yeah, like yeah. the
1: brightness mm-hmm. is still there. Like it's clear that, maybe he is like made of light and fire or like this stellar supernova but because it's the astral plane you can it's more like um like you know how you get sunspots on your eyes after you've looked at some maybe it's like that like you can see it more but it's like an after effect or an afterburn of it that's really cool i like that
4: yeah like when you take a picture of a star and you can tell that it's still emitting light but you can also like see the surface of it and how the like the flame
2: yeah i like that that rules awesome so this is what you can lane... tell
4: the damn thing is still on fire yes but you can see the details more clearly
2: i love that yes so that's what lane looks like to me what does seabriel the look type. like but in a in the shape of a man yes no he's not just a ball of light Awesome. Okay. So, um, I'm just, I'm just going to read this out loud so that the audience set up you and your partner play. Uh, we already read that. During the confrontation, anybody can ask for details about the location or circumstance. I go first by making an accusation and my partner answers with a response, both from the list provided. After that, the confrontation can progress as an improvised conversation. However, either player may make an accusation at any time followed by a response from their partner.
5: Okay so here we go i'm gonna start by just oh my goodness um
3: you you did you just did you describe what you're doing with you what you look like in the astral plane what do i look like in the, the astral plane the circumstances and the and the setting of this confrontation are i
2: have not described that yet that's very true um so let's say that lane isn't terribly far away and it is easy for me to trace the light in the astral plane mm-hmm. to him.
3: Lane's, like, uh, kind of sitting, like, squatting on the edge of a building, looking down. And since it's the astral plane, uh, like, spirits and, and and, like, humans and stuff are, like, kind of little points of light, almost... Uh, just kind of like surging around like uh, ants, basically down in on the streets below, and like buildings and and like mundane materials are like just dark and like opaque, uh, or maybe they're a little more like uh, diaphanous and like fog like. Just to kind of like set the scene of the, how this is. This is a conversation that is occurring not in real space.
2: Yeah. Yes. <sighs> All of, these, all of these accusations are very good, and I'm trying to think about which...
1: <sighs> I mean, the said what Sabriel looks like.
2: What does Sabriel look like? Sabriel looks like himself, but like, sort of like, watery, like, washed out. Like, Sabriel looks like Sabriel, but in sort of grayscale... And sort of bleed the edges of Sabriel are bleeding into like nothingless nothingness, like wispy just sort of falling apart.
1: Ooh. A detail if you wish. Yes. I was just thinking, like when you colour something with watercolor pencils mm. and then when you add the water to it but you add too much water, just like the edges like bleeding out a little bit into the astral plane around him.
2: I love that so much. That's beautiful. Thank you for this detail.
1: You're welcome.
2: Alright. So I I conduct... I start this uh, confrontation. I'm standing behind Lane. Lane is not paying attention to me. And I'm going to say... <sighs>
1: Holy shit, Lane. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> f- basically,
2: it's like... How could you betray me? And... And you betrayed all of us when you took up with Empyrean. After they killed you? Well, killed.
3: (laughs) Empyrean gave me a new form of existence. You knew where I was. What did you do?
2: I, I tried. I researched. I studied. I wanted to help you, but I couldn't see a way beyond creating a vessel for you to inhabit. It wasn't... It wasn't that easy.
3: What you're saying is you failed.
2: else is new. Sabriel takes a seat next to <laughs> next to Lane.
3: I think Lane looks down at the tiny motes of light swirling around. And he says when you are fully severed from the body from the flesh from dust your perspective changes quickly there's a lot more out there than humans mortals can stand to reason with honestly you're fighting to protect something that doesn't even exist
2: perhaps so but when it's all that you know what else can you do perhaps this may not exist to you anymore but for us it is real it is the only thing we have from up on your wherever you are Gabriel kinda of struggling here. I could have chosen to do good, but instead you've chosen the opposite. Chosen to do harm after all the harm that was done to us. I just don't understand it.
3: Your spirits persist after your bodies are destroyed. I'm not harming anything that matters
2: I'm sorry to hear that that's how you feel But life
3: matters Sabriel, you don't understand what life is You've only seen a sliver of it If you want to protect your own Stay out of Empyrean's way
2: We both know that that's not possible.
3: Then I look forward to sharing with you the rest of existence.